playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. people welcome back to another episode of the radical latino show it's your host the radical latino aka number 25 on all latin podcasts aka mr unsuable for the 12th week running what is going on mi gente what's up i hope everybody is doing great um i don't know if your state went back to lockdown but most of us went back to lockdown in our state, um, especially here in New York. We went back to lockdown in like um, like a little intermediate lockdown. Certain places are closing up like around 10 p.m. and stuff like that. Um, my gym is closing up at 10, which is, sucks because sometimes I like to go to the gym at 4 p.m. Sometimes I like to go to the gym at 8 p.m. So it kind of puts me in a rush. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. You know, uh, I hope everybody's a uh, uh, place around the country, wherever you're listening to me to, uh, is doing great and it's not uh, being hindered by this whole Corona pandemic that we're all being, you know, attacked with. So I hope everything's okay with ya. You know what I'm saying? A couple of updates, um, which is not really important for the podcast, but fuck it, I'm gonna say it anyway. Yo, your boy got the iPhone pro iphone 12 pro max this shit is heavy as fuck first of all when i ordered this shit i ordered this shit literally on that time on that day where i had to pre-order it it's gonna come next week okay cool i was checking my status every day every day every day and when the day friday when i'm supposed to be getting it i'm looking out the window like i'm a fucking lost puppy I'm looking at the window like, huh, when is it going to come? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a lost puppy. Um, just waiting for my owner to come back home. You know what I'm saying? And when I finally saw the, the UPS truck, so I just busted out and just ran downstairs. I'm like, yo, you're here for Samuel, right? And they're like, yeah, here you go. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? So got my iPhone 12 pro max, you know, the shit. First of all, I got the blue joint. The blue joint 260 something gigs or whatever 256 or whatever the case is the shit is heavy that's the first thing i noticed the shit the iphone this shit is heavy like they made it out of this like you know new metal material whatever the case is the shit is heavy it feels like a gun i'm dead serious it's heavy like a gun is like very heavy i'm like god damn i bought a case for it too just in case you know what i mean but i'm telling you right now man i'm telling you right now the joint is fire yo the joint is fire i i'm loving the camera i'm loving how speedy it is i'm loving everything about it so if you're not part of the iphone gang um fuck you you know what i'm saying i'm part of iphone gang 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 <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i got apple yo i got apple everything like i got a i um imac i got the ipad pro the iphone iWatch. 
I got I, I got Apple, I got Apple, a couple of Apple TVs and shit. I got a MacBook Pro. Like I got Apple everything. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I'm 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 planning I'm I'm getting the the MacBook uh, MacBook Air, but I, I, I'm waiting for that one. I, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna get it yet. I'm gonna wait. And talking about waiting, yo, I had to swallow my pride because I was dead about to like put down a thousand dollars for a PS5, and I said, yo, let me just chill. Let me chill. I'm not going to get the P5 yet. Let me chill because I can play the Spider-Man game on my P4. So it's whatever. You know what I mean? I'm away and I'm going to just chill. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, so shout out to the new iPhone 12 Pro Max joint. I mean, also, I don't know if you guys checked out my live stream uh, a couple of days ago, but I had a live stream on Sunday. I'm talking about of black and Latin unity and how to strengthen it. Uh, some people were with it. Some people weren't. They saying it's a lost cause or whatever the case is. And the thing is, I see it more a, a, as a political thing and also as a cultural thing, because culturally, you know, black and Latin people, we live am amongst each other. That's not by accident. You know what I'm saying? In the poorest ghettos, you'll see black and Latin people living amongst each other. You know what I mean? You feel what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, obviously this unity is staring in our face, you know, and politically we could definitely benefit from one another. You know, we'll help out black folks, you know, politically, you know, whatever they want to get and they'll help us out politically, whatever we want to get, you know what I'm saying? So it could definitely help us out. So, you know, it was, it was a good, it was a good conversation. It definitely, as always, as all conversations do, it definitely transformed into something different. You know what I'm saying? It definitely did. As every other conversation goes, you know what I'm saying? It always transforms into something different. You know what I mean? But anyway, so I hope you guys go check that out. Also, um, I don't know if anybody checked, but I got a couple of my people that reached out to me. That told me, yo, yo, Brad, uh, go check it out. Somebody made a video about you. Listen, guys, I know when people make videos about me, it's all good. I could care less. It don't matter to me. Um, it is what it is. You know what I mean? People make videos that they want to make videos. It is what it is. I'm not going to even respond to this person. I'm going to just leave it alone. People going to make videos. Woop, woop, woop. You know, I'm gonna see him eventually or whatever the case is, but um, long story short, uh, the, the person on the video basically was just talking about, uh, hey, you know, um, that why, why are you so focused? Like I'm a, they, their whole video was I'm a con artist because I talk about white supremacy, something that doesn't affect Latin people. And it's kind of. I don't know. It's kind of funny that certain people say this, that white supremacy doesn't affect Latin people when I'm using that as a victim mentality talking point to trick Latin people into some bullshit, which is kind of dumb because, um, I show literally on my podcast, my videos, I show shit that happens every single day to Latin people, every single day. If it's not about the history of stop and frisk, it's all the history of, you know, white supremacy that happened to Latin people. If it's not that it's, you know, I'm talking about ice 
and I'm talking about forced sterilization. That's white supremacy at play. You know what I'm saying? And and the fact that uh, these certain uh, certain weirdos out here see that and say, well, you know, it's a victim mentality. It's kind of misleading. You know what I mean? It's like they're they're out of the. It's like they're out of the loop and they don't and they don't want to admit it. You know what I mean? So I just see it as a defense mechanism. You know what I mean? But. It is what it is. Anyway, moving on. I'm going to read last week's episode's comments. You know what I mean? Uh, if you want your comments read on this week's episode, remember, comment on the episode down, you know, on my YouTube channel down below. I'm uh, reading episode 116, the comments for episode 116. All right. So going all the way down. Mike Lefty said, I think Latinos for Trump has way more to do with fear from Latinos getting abused and targeted, targeted by whites from Trump's rhetoric than having anything to do with anything political. They didn't want any more abuse. So they, uh, so they sided with the direction, um, and the threats that was coming from a fear. Which I agree. I agree. I believe some Latinos who voted for Trump um, did go, you know, and, and you know, voted for, for him and all that out of fear. That's the thing. I, I do see that. But there's a double-edged sword to that because once you start siding with the enemy, it's going to see you as weak. And it's going to see you as, okay, you offense it or whatever the case is. You know what I mean? stand on your on your square and again hook up with black folks so we could get our shit done you know so strawberry uh red says bernie knows trump so well his uh predictions were accurate nobody stole anything the mail-in ballots were counted last you saw the crowd of people excited by a uh, biden one bernie sanders supporters voted for biden which I'm, i i believe also but i still believe that <laughs> i still believe that the democratic party stole this election i'm sorry it just i don't know i don't know it just i just feel like they did i just a lot i'm i'm now i'm not even going by evidence now i'm just going by feelings and I feel in my gut, I just feel in my gut that the Democratic Party sold this election. I have now I have because all the people were coming at me. I literally have no facts for this. I'm just literally telling you how I feel. You know what I mean? A strawberry red also says, look up Oliver Stone's conspiracy theory on Her um, Henry Wallace. It's pretty similar to what you believe happened in this election. I'll definitely look into it. You know, uh, thank you. Um, the public image says it comes full circle. W stole the election back in 2000. Biden stole this one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, uh, what was it? He also says Ken just needs to have the way, the way overdue mom and dad. I'm gay for BBC. Do you still love me moment? <laughs> Yeah, Kim, Kim is a, he's an interesting character. You know what I mean? Uh, he's an interesting character. Miss H says, I hate inst instigators like Tariq Nasheed. He profits off division and he causes disdain even between black people. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree to that. 
I can't disagree. I'm gonna have to agree with that. You know, uh, like I said before in one of the lives, you know, Tariq is the. I feel like he was, uh, you know, he was riding the wave of ADOS and he stole some of it for his own shit, FBA and all this other dumb shit. Yeah, so I definitely believe that. You know, Truth Teacher said, let's not forget Bush versus Gore. If it was stolen, then um, turnabout is fair play. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like somebody else said about, you know, uh, Bush got it. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, yeah, so those are the comments. If you want your comments read, re, uh, write them down below. You know what I'm saying? Write them down below. Now, going into my first topic, Eva Longoria. Holy shit. Eva Longoria. Mama, what is wrong with you? So the reason why Ava Longoria is in the news, um, I'm not even going to say shit. I'll, I'm going to let you guys hear it. Uh, the power of young voters and particularly a diverse coalition and, and really people of color, but specifically women of color, putting Joe Biden over yes. the top and what that means. If that all yeah. just exploded along with, you know, a, a clear electoral vote margin a, a Tuesday night, that might have sunk in. Instead, we had a lot of other stuff between then and now that doesn't really matter. And so I, I wonder what you think about that, because going forward, yeah. this is also about power. And does the Democratic Party understand why it's back in power? Yeah, I think I think you bring up a good point. I mean, I think, uh, you know, campaign financing needs to be looked at. I think the way in which we campaign, there were so many false ads in Florida in Spanish. Spanish wasn't regulated the same as in English. And so uh, I do think we need to take a look at that. Again, our, our work is just beginning. But I want to talk about what you just said about the women. The women of color showed up in big ways. Of course, you saw uh, in Georgia, what what uh, uh, black women have done, but that Latina women were the real heroines here, beating men yeah. in turnout in every state and voting for Biden Harris at an average rate close to three to one, and and that wasn't surprising to us. You know, Latinas are the CEOs of the households; they make all the financial decisions and healthcare decisions and educational decisions. Many Latinas are small business owners, and they wanted a plan for recovery um, for themselves, not for Wall Street. And so Trump's policies were never aimed at the struggling Latina community. And, you know, if you look at voter suppression on top of that, how Latinas showed up, even through through the closing of polling places and the shutting down mm. of drop-off sites and new voter ID laws and long lines and driving 30 miles and, and all of that, and on top of that, restrictions and safety protocols of a, of a pandemic, that spirit and perseverance that, that Latinas use in their daily lives, the struggle to pay their bills and the struggle to show up to their jobs and homeschool their kids and take care of their elders, that's the same perseverance and spirit they use to show up at the polls. Yeah. Um, Ava, Mama, you literally jumped out the window with this one. What the fuck? Everything. This is what I said on Twitter. I'm going to say it here. Literally everything that she just bigged up about Latinas applies to black women. Literally everything. Black women, some black women who are single mothers are the head of the household, the CEO of the household, whatever the case is. Even black women who are in relationships, um, you know, together with two, uh, the two, the two parent household and all that, you know, they black women take care of this shit. Everything that she just said applies to black women. Working hard, struggling, all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
it applies to black women also. So I I see the one side. I see the one side where she try uh, where I understand where she's justifying Latinas actually going out there and voting and you know doing their thing and all this other stuff. But she basically jumps out the window when she starts comparing some of the things that Latinas are doing that black women are not doing, which makes no type of sensing. I can't co-sign that. You know what I'm saying? I can't co-sign that. So that's when I just say, nah, she just jumped out the window with that one. You know what I'm saying? And people were coming at her neck, rightfully so. People were definitely coming out her neck saying that, yo, what are, what are you trying to say that black women aren't, you know, this and that, like, don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I totally understand uh, a certain group looking out for their group. That's totally cool. I, I get that. But Ava did it and said it the wrong way. Ava did it and said it the wrong way. I understand looking out for your own group, staying on code, doing your thing, bigging them up and all this other stuff. The fact, the fact when you start comparing, when you start comparing one group to another group, that's when you lose me. That's when you lose everybody. That's when your whole argument is known and void. Don't compare. Don't compare. Easy. Just easily just say, well, you know, um, uh, the, 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 the women of color showed up or whatever the case is, you know, in droves, but I want to just talk about Latinas right now. And Latinas did this and this and this and this and this and this and this shout out to my Latinas. You know what I'm saying? That would have been different or not even save a woman of color. Just what, just would have said, yeah, my Latina women showed up in droves because of the CEO of the household. They did their thing, blah, 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 blah. Very easy. Very, very easy. But nah, she had a like, you know, she said black women and then, oh, well then Latinas, but Latin, you know what I'm saying? Come on now. That was a little divisive and rightfully so people came out her neck rightfully so rightfully so to the point where yo ava <laughs> ava longoria had to apologize on instagram uh check this out right here yeah so eva's now apologizing on instagram because she's gotten a lot of backlash about this so she writes watching this back i can see that this sounds like i'm comparing latinas to black women which i would never do i was comparing latinas to their male counterparts but my wording was not clear and i deeply regret that she went on to explain, black women have long been the backbone of the Democratic Party, something we have seen play out in this election as well as previous ones. Black women deserve a standing ovation for the work they have done year after year. Over 90% of black women showed up for Biden. Finally, black women shouldn't have to do it alone. Latinas, many who identify as Afro-Latina and other women of color are standing with them so we can grow our collective voice and power. Together, we are unstoppable. Again, so sorry for the confusion and lack of context on my part. All right. So she came out and apologized. You know what I'm saying? Um, do you guys uh, believe her apology? Would you guys give her another chance? What, what do you guys think? Because me personally, she apologized. That's cool. Um, I, I know your, the, the comments weren't were kind of crazy but wasn't, you know, wasn't overly too, you know, too insane or whatever the case is, but it was crazy. 
but me personally i'm not gonna just take this apology just for face value no you kind of have to now do do something you know hook up with a black organization and make it a joint court um a joint effort black and latin you know what i'm saying so because let's be honest everything that affects latin people are affecting black people and everything vice versa and everything that's affecting uh black people are affecting latin people you know what i'm saying so at least doing something like that of the sort at least that you know go going out and and saying all right you know i i apologize but also i'm gonna put some action into it i think that'll be notable you feel what i'm saying i believe that will be notable i feel like that would be something um that you could actually clean up or whatever the case is if she really is sorry for for what her actions or what she said you know what i'm saying all i'm saying is don't do the whole comparison thing you know what i'm saying don't do the comparison thing because it did came come off as somewhat divisive it came off a little wrong actually very wrong and it came off as divisive you know you don't want to do the whole comparison thing because it's not a good look whenever you start comparing other groups or whatever the case is that's not a good look that shit is gonna look wild the shit is going to look wild especially when you start coming out of nowhere with just saying yeah you know black woman this and this and that and then don't big up black women just big up black come on that shit looks wild you know what i'm saying that shit looks wild and trust me it happens vice versa when when um when people start big um you know bring up latin people into the conversation and then they start bigging up they just constantly big up um black folks and you know what i mean or black women or black men or whatever the case is but they just say yeah latin people here you know they do that thing too but anyway so black people you know it, it kind of sounds a little funny style vice versa you know what i'm saying so we got to keep it fair you know what i'm saying we got to keep it fair if we're going to be criticizing her for acting wild you know whenever we do hear somebody from the from the black community doing the same thing we kind of got to check them also like, all right hold up you know what i mean like that's a little wild you know what i'm saying so we just gotta keep it fair guys you know what i mean we just gotta keep it fair now moving on to my next topic six nine and this is gonna be really quick did you guys see the did you guys see that six nine has a documentary out on hulu i don't think he has anything to do with it but i heard him trying to promote it or whatever anyway apparently he has a um a documentary on hulu which is kind of crazy because in the opening scene this is mexican dude saying yeah uh, yeah yeah i i do know i i i know c9 you know daniel hernandez you know he, uh, i was here you know i i live i live with him you know what i'm saying and there's people like yo you don't know danny you don't know six nine shut the fuck up fuck out of here this and this so it kind of it kind of sa says it shows that he kind of does have a little bit of love still in brooklyn even though he did all that other shit and not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie that kid's that kid's story that kid's story and everything that he went it's a fucking movie it's a fucking movie it's on hulu right now it's called i think the story of daniel hernandez 69 or whatever the case is it's a fucking movie i'm telling you the shit's fucking insane um it's uh the saga of dan um danny hernandez you know what i'm saying the shit it's a fucking movie i'm telling you 
This shit is insane. It's crazy. But I did find out some things just by I watched the whole thing. I found out some things from the, his early life and even during the case or whatever the, the case is that I didn't know. I was like, oh shit, okay. Cool, 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 cool. I didn't know this, I didn't know that, I didn't know this, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? How he got his name, where he got his 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 rainbow hair and all that. Found out a couple of things. I'm like, oh okay. I'm saying because I didn't know. But it's it's really interesting just knowing all the people involved and now how they got all messed up. You know, his baby mom got messed up. She moved. The driver that he hired got messed up. He's not making those six figures. He's still, you know, in the car service industry. And he's around those people every day. And mind you, he was a snitch also. So everybody around him got messed up. And even the people that was up and coming, you know what I mean? And I kind of came into the realization, something that the director said in the, in the documentary, just going to the, to the whole story of how he came up, how he came across, it kind of tells you and shows you something. Danny 6'9, he wasn't fucking innocent in this whole thing. He was literally doing whatever he wanted to do to get famous. I came to that realization Wait, wait, hold on. This dude is not innocent in nothing. He literally would do anything he wants to do to get famous. Something I didn't know. He hooked up with Bodega Bands, one of one of my one of my favorite uh, rappers. I was like, oh shit, get the fuck out of here! I didn't know that. And Bodega Bands even said, yo, he was a little weird. You know what I'm saying? I can see that he would try to literally do anything just to get on. You know what I'm saying? So. It was, it was, it was really crazy. It's really crazy. Literally do anything. So he uses people just for himself. You know what I'm saying? And I came to that realization. Wait, wait, hold on. This kid ain't fucking innocent in this whole thing. This kid is not innocent in this whole thing. He knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. Don't, don't get me wrong. Them nine tray blood dudes. Those are stupid motherfuckers. Do not get me wrong. Those are stupid motherfuckers to the point where they will allow themselves not only to get manipulated, but also uh, uh, show this motherfucker everything about the operation. Yeah, y'all don't know this dude from a can of paint. Are you serious? So they, they were stupid for that. But anyway, just let's stick with with, with six nine. Yeah, this dude, I, I do. I am not sorry for whatever. Nah. He literally looks out for himself. He literally looks out for himself and he does whatever the hell he wants to do and he manipulates. You know what I'm saying? That's why his album flopped. That's why almost everyone and everybody who has some clout denied interviews with him, except for two people. He only did, I think, was it three? No, was it two or three interviews? I believe. One with the Jake Paul, the, the Jake Paul, Logan Paul dude, or whatever the case is. And the other, and, um, you know, the shade room, but w let, come on, let's keep it real. Um, one podcast with a white boy that really, you know what I'm saying? He's a white boy. Not, nobody's going to really give a keep, keep him up to the standards of, of whatever people are trying to be, you know what I'm saying? He's just there for clout. 
And the other one was the shade room. The shade room is all about gossip. Of course they'll go and pick it up. You know what I'm saying? So let's keep it real. The shit was crazy. The shit was crazy. So I finally came to that realization that this kid will literally do whatever, fuck over whoever, backstab whoever just to get ahead. And I came to that realization. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to give this kid the benefit of the doubt anymore. I'm completely done. Completely done. He just looks out for himself. You know what I'm saying? He looks out for himself. And I'm not talking about the snitching thing because that whole snitching thing, that's something else I already spoke about. I don't see that he did anything wrong snitching. You know why? Because he was never part of the gang. They even said it. He was a civilian portraying that he was a gang member. You know what I'm saying? He was never part of it. But anyway, I'm not after that. I'm not giving this kid any benefit of the doubt. I was, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, that that documentary is really interesting. So go check it out. You know, that, the one on Hulu. Go check it out. No lie. That shit is wild interesting. You know what I mean? But anyway, going on to my next and final topic. How Latin and black people invented hip hop. Hip hop, hip hop. Cheeky, cheeky hip hop. Yeah, so how black and Latin people invented hip hop. Now... For all the naysayers in the back, I don't want to hear no no bullshit talking about no Latin people didn't invent hip. No, you don't know the history. Shut up. All right, be quiet. People from the Bronx, where hip hop was invented, know the real story. You know what I'm saying? Know the real story. Let's keep it real. And before anybody goes and says. Well, Latin people are a guest of hip hop. If you really want to take it there, if you really want to take it there, it was invented by a dude named Cool Herc, who is Jamaican. If you really want to take it there, then anybody who isn't Jamaican is a guest in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? If you really want to take it there, you see how it doesn't add up and doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so let's let's cut the bullshit. And I actually talk about some real shit that we need to talk about. All right. And this is history. You can look it up. You can look it up your damn selves. You know what I'm saying? First of all, what hip hop is hip hop was something that was made in the South Bronx. I hate saying the South Bronx because it's like a separation from the North Bronx. The whole Bronx was fucked up. So I'm going to just say the Bronx. It was something invented in the Bronx back in the early 70s and the reason why it was invented in the early 70s because of many different things i'm going to get into in a few but before i do latin people had a huge contribution and latin people created it alongside black people of this thing that we call hip-hop Rap, hip-hop, whichever you want to call it. Latin people created it alongside black folks. This could be another version of black and Latin unity. Something that poor kids came together and actually, you know, 
decided to do something positive and created a whole genre on their own. Hip hop is literally the number one genre that anybody listens to now. Hip hop is the number one genre that actually beat out rock and roll a couple of years ago. Hip hop is a huge industry. However, they still want to demonize it. However, they still want to put it down. This is something that is real. Hip hop is a real, true multi-million dollar industry, billion dollar industry that came, literally came out of nothing, was literally invented by black and Latin kids, you know, due to the circumstances. That's what hip hop is. And not knowing the history, but just growing up around in the Bronx, I fell in love with that type of genre of music called hip hop. Because if you know, the, the, the beats itself and the rhymes, it spoke a story, a story that I was very familiar with because I was growing around it. You know what I'm saying? So. It, it, it told, it, it told me a lot, you know what I'm saying? Just doing the, the research for this podcast. I've ended up finding out a little bit more things that I didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? But, but it on itself, hip hop is a genre that basically, you know, just like any musical genre is a creative genre is a creative part of expression. You know what I'm saying? Demonize it as long as you want. Oh, it's gangster rap. They're putting women down and all this other stuff. Listen, let me just give you guys a real quick history. There's no such thing as gangster rap. You know what I'm saying? Uh, gangster rap, gangster rap was actually called reality rap. And the media to demonize it labeled it as gangster rap. So that's a little quick. A fact tidbit that you guys need to know, you know what I mean? But Latin people together created this thing of ours called hip hop. And I'm going to basically let y'all know how Latin people has been erased through the creation of hip hop. Why? Because it's most, it's mainly pi uh, not pioneered, but it's mainly driven by African-American or black people. I'm gonna just say black people It's mostly driven by black people because those are the majority of the ones that is pushing it out there in the forefront, right? Pushing it out to becoming artists, DJs and all this other stuff and is being pushed out and it's even being marketed. So it's seen as a black genre to the point where even certain Latin people see it as a black genre, not knowing that black and Latin people is a black and Latin genre. Black and Latin people helped create it and not help create, but did create it. They invented it. You know what I'm saying? So now remember hip hop has no, no race, um, you know, a uh, view into anything. It has no race. Hip hop is basically to whoever wants to come in. If you're dope, you're dope. If you're nice, you're nice. Come on in and do your thing, you know, but 
just knows there are certain rules. You know what I'm saying? There are certain rules. Right? Before this whole fucking, you know, this whole, uh, you know, race bullshit happened. You know, black and Latin people were cool. You know what I'm saying? United. Even to the point that kids invented this shit. But anyway. Now, I'm going to give you guys the four elements of what hip-hop is. There's actually five elements. But originally, there were four. There was DJing. Everybody know what DJing is. There was MC or master of ceremony. Now listen to the words. Master of ceremony. What's the ceremony happening right now? Partying, having a good time. And you're the master of that ceremony that's happening. It's like a trance. And what are you mastering? You're mastering your words. How to basically make the beat and your words and the people move alongside have a feeling so you're an addition to the dj an addition to the hip-hop thing which is the second element mc third element break dancing and the reason why they call break dancing is because in the beginning of hip-hop from dj cool hurt you know what i'm saying he will be playing the break between the funk beats back in the day these records will have the song and they will have maybe uh 30 seconds to a minute and 30 seconds of just the beat playing and that's the part where djs will just um just play you know what i mean um i think it was a grandmaster flash uh made a made a way to actually extend the break beat you know what I'm saying? He invented it, but uh, the DJs originally would just play the break beats and then just loop it, you know, just loop it, just loop it. Grandmaster Flash learned to extend the break beat, but add other things to it, part of the record, which was, you know, infamously incredible and, and a genius on his part. You know, so on the break beat, you would break, you would just dance. But it would call it be called break dance because we would dance during the break. So that's the third element, break dancing. Fourth element, graffiti, art, expressing yourself through art. That's the third. That's the that's the I'm sorry. That's the fourth element. The fourth element is graffiti. You know what I'm saying? Ex not only are you expressing yourself with the music, not only are you expressing yourself with the words. Not only are you expressing yourself with the dance, but you're also expressing yourself visually through an art form. Those are the four elements of hip hop. And the fifth element, which was added later on, but I don't know by who, but it was added later on, which is knowledge. Knowledge of self. Knowledge. Knowledge of everything that's going on around you and being true to yourself and being true to what the situation is that's the five elements it was originally four but now it's five those are the five elements of hip-hop now how did dj cool hurt go from playing in the park you know that he just made no this is what what it was originally hip-hop djs and and people black and latin people were being denied going inside disco clubs 
denied p being played or denied going inside disco clubs. And they were basically segregated because they were living in the Bronx. Everything around them was burning down. It was during the Bronx burnings and all this other stuff, right? So these black and Latin kids got together and said, yo, we got to do something, you know, like let's what something's going something got, has to go on. Something has to happen, right? So DJ Cool Hurt, which is a Jamaican, so that's to my Jamaicanos, to my Jamaican people, on August 11, 1973, 1973, August 11 was the birth of hip hop in the Bronx, 1520 Sedwick Avenue, 1973. I want you guys to really remember that that year, 1973, was the birth of hip hop in in the Bronx in Sedgwick Avenue, right? What he did was get a bunch of uh, speakers because he's Jamaican, and in Jamaican or uh, dance hall they will have these huge speakers and you know basically big ass bolsinas, you know what I mean? And basically blow out car windows with that shit. Charge a bunch of makers. But yeah, he got big um speakers, got his turntable, and decided to to play, you know, the fu uh, the a uh, funk of uh, funk music outside. That's what he decided to do, and he would do that every other night, and people would come out and dance and forget about the situations. That's what's happening outside of their neighborhood. Mind you, white supremacy was kicking our ass, okay? Our houses and buildings were being burned down. Nobody knew when the next burning will happen because we know for a fact nobody's gonna save us. There were con it, poverty was crazy. Everybody was losing their jobs. White supremacy was kicking our asses with the police because when this whole thing was starting to pick up some steam, you know what I'm saying? It starts to pick up some steam. The police starts to put a ban on it, disturbing the peace, loitering. You can't be loitering outside. The music is too loud. You're disturbing the peace. You know what I'm saying? While this thing is, is, is going on. You know what I mean? And mind you our people were having all of this social justice thing due to white supremacy all the social justice issues happening and they needed an escape and obviously this was an escape and they found joy in it and more people started to find out about cool Herc's parties his late night parties and in, in, uh, in, in the projects in the park you know, they will be connecting um, their turntables on uh, on street streetlight poles and all that. You know what I mean? And that's when other things started to emerge from that. Other groups, African Bambada, Grandmaster Flash, all these other people started to come in and actually, you know, and actually become part of this hip hop thing. Now, everybody knows about 
the black folks who definitely you know put the stamp on hip-hop in the early in the early years but i'm gonna talk about some of the latin people that did it dj charlie chase he is one of the first djs first latin djs in 1975 who you know who became one of the first latin djs and also was part of the the cool crush brothers the first grab group that got signed by cbs records i'm saying the first one the first one charlie chase you know what i'm saying the first one then you go down by and you find out pumpkin who the fuck is pumpkin you discover pumpkin was the first one was the first um uh costa rican and panamanian music producer in around 1979 discovering people like Grandmaster Kaz, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, you know, Spoonie Geek. So he is one of the first hip hop producers, music producers to be discovering people. He was like basically an A&R. The Rocksteady crew, you know what I'm saying? The Rocksteady crew, another one. The Mean Machine, the first bilingual rap group another one they were for they actually started forming before 1979 but the first lineup was in 1979 remember dj cool hurt started this thing in 1973 in 1973 you know what i'm saying but you know what i mean and all of this happening around the 70s look how fast it started to go you know what I'm saying? Look how fast it started to go. The real Roxanne. The real Roxanne, her name is, her last name is Martinez. Believe it or not. Her last name is Martinez. And I think she's half black and half Puerto Rican, I believe. But she was one of the first female rappers in the game, basically freestyling, you know, freestyling off the dome. So the real rock said another Latina who contributed, uh, who contributed to this thing of hip hop. Anybody, if I, if anybody knew, you know what I'm saying? If, and if anybody, if anybody knew DJ disco Wiz. DJ disco Wiz is a Puerto Rican and Cuban. You know what I'm saying? He, um, he's also credited being the first Latino DJ, um, hip hop um dj but you know he he's credited for that i believe i think uh dj uh disco wiz and um and charlie chase basically came up in the same time i believe i could be i could be wrong i could be wrong but they're both credited being the first uh latino dj you know what i'm saying but he was part of the mighty force crew with grandmaster cass you know what I'm saying? Who presents, who also presented as the first Latino rapper, Prince Wiper Whip. You know what I mean? 
So, and also I think was it uh, Wiz also created the mixing plate, which is um, also the mixing dub recorded in hip hop. He created that. You know what I'm saying? So, Latin people, we have a lot of history in this thing called hip hop. We have a lot of history in this thing called hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Because we created it alongside black folks. We were together in the in the lab creating this whole thing. That's how you get Cypress Hill. That's how you get Fat Joe and so on and so forth. The thing is that the reason why we aren't viewed and seen as forces who created this whole thing is because we aren't marketable. I want you guys to hear something real quick from uh, Immortal Technique. He basically breaks it down on the why Latin people are kind of edged away from hip hop. I want you to guy. I want you guys to hear this real quick. And looking at that history, you know, from I mean, of course, we remember Ruby D. You know, from Fantastic Romantic Five, and of course, Whip a Whip being pioneers, and Tito from Fearless Four. But now, you know, I mean, for a long time, it was almost like you know, Latino cats getting on the mic and ripping it. That was something that you know, cats didn't want to give it up. But now it's like, I mean, you're living proof. They got to do I more mean, than give it up. I, I put it this way: Me and Chino Excel. We don't need a cosigner. There is no gatekeeper. There is nobody that allows us in the game or, or, or says you can do this or you will do this. It just comes from us knowing what we're entitled to. People who are put in work, veterans, people who respect the culture, who know the culture. Because I think a lot of times Latinos are written out of the history of hip hop. And that's unfair because we were the people that came here and started it along with black people too. We was along from, from the very, very beginning because we played more of a DJ role and a B-boy role rather than doing uh, uh, the majority of the MC. But I think that even though, even though that might be what people might point to, it's also the fact that from the very beginning, individuals wanted to market hip-hop in a specific way. And when they saw Latino cats, they, they, they were confused about whether the record was going to be in Spanish. Like, I remember when I first came in, people were like, oh, well, you going to rhyme all in Spanish? And I'd be like, well, why? Just because I'm Latino, I'm going to make a Spanish album now? Like, I could speak Español perfectamente, pero eso no significa que I'm going to run around doing Spanish-speaking songs all the time. At the same time, I don't mind that because I have, it, it's, it's not a problem for me. But I think that at the end of the day, you know, a lot of times, as much as we're respected as Latino MCs, it goes beyond that. It's not like, right. oh yeah, no, Chino, he's a nice Latino. That nigga's just nasty. There's nothing you can say. Immortal technique, oh, he's a good Latino MC. I think the whole point is we have to work harder to get past that. There you go. Immortal technique, he's, he, first of all, shout out to Immortal technique. He's a, he's a real smart brother. Shout out to him. Um, but he's absolutely right. Absolutely right. 100% right. We have to set the narrative, the real narrative and the real truth. A lot of people want to separate Latin people from our history that we actually pioneered it with black folks because they have this narrative of anti-Latin narrative. You know what I mean? Or they have this narrative that they want to go against black and Latin unity. They don't want to give it up. They don't want to give that up. So what they're going to do is they're going to cause division and hate. 
You know what I'm saying? They're going to cause division and hate. And everybody knows who some of these people are. I don't have to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to cause division and hate. And they're going to say, yeah, well, y'all didn't contribute nothing. Y'all wasn't part of nothing and all this other stuff, which history shows different. You know what I'm saying? Don't go, don't get drunk off of somebody's charisma. Don't get drunk over somebody's personality. You know what I'm saying? Do your own research. Find things out on your own. Black and Latin people created hip hop. If you like it or not, it is what it is. You can't do nothing about it because this is the facts. If you don't want it to be the facts, then go back in time and change it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this is the facts. You know what I mean? We created hip hop and Latin people need to start claiming it saying that, yo, this is our shit too. You know what I'm saying? This is black and Latin people shit too. You know what I mean? We got to start coming out here and claiming that too and start bumping our chest and saying, yo, we're part of this whole thing too. You know, because of I, 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 whatever the case is, you know what I mean? That's what we got to do. That's exactly what we got to do. You know what I'm saying? Set the narrative straight. Also, Buster Rhymes says something very interesting about this whole thing too. I want you guys to hear that. How do you think your music has influenced the Latin music and its culture? I think that, um, you know, my family is Jamaican and Latino and Jamaican are Caribbean people, you know, with tropical people, you know, with people that understand with that 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 timing and that that rhythm and that pocket feels like in a way unlike any other culture of people you know from the bass lines to the way we choose to place our words as people of the caribbean and of the tropics i think that it's just a, it's, it's something you can't really define in words it's a it's a feeling thing you know what I'm saying? It's like when you watch Latinos do the South Side of Merengue and you see Jamaican people, you know, do they shit. It's kind of like something that goes hand in hand. And, you know, it ain't a coincidence that in every urban community, the Latino and Blacks is there together. That ain't no accident. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it's, it's not like you find in every urban community, you know, Middle Eastern and black or Asian and black, you know, you always see Latino and black. And I think we just so a part of each other's cultural significance, not only as tropical people, but even here in the United States, where the, the multi-culture, cause the US ain't got no culture. They shit is all our shit. A bunch of our shit is what makes the US, whatever you want to call it. We still don't know what that culture is for the US, but it's a mix-up of all of our cultures and in the urban community, you know, the Latino and the West Indian has the greatest influence and we've always had and we'll always will and it's just been that way. So I've actually been influenced by the Latino community, which allows me to feel that much more comfortable. Boom, boom. So you heard it right there from Buster Rhymes. You know what I'm saying? You heard it right there from Buster Rhymes. So, you know, we have to, us as Latin people, we have to set the narrative and whoever comes with that BS talking about, well, Latin people didn't do shit. 
Nah, shut them down. Shut them down by this knowledge that I'm giving y'all right now. One of the five elements. <laughs> this knowledge right here be like, yo, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about, you know what I'm saying? Shut them down because we were definitely influential. You know, we created it alongside black folks. You know what I mean? Just look, just look at it. The demographic in the Bronx at that time, there were nothing but Latin and black folks. Come on now. Come on now. And when I, and, and mind you, I'm saying Latin as Latin because I always say that is majority Puerto Ricans that were, that were here. You know, you have some Dominicans and some Cubans, some Mexicans, Ecuadorians, Panamanians, but some, but it was mainly Puerto Ricans. You know, Puerto Ricans are writers, man. Shout out to y'all. I mean, it was mainly Puerto Ricans, but I just say Latin because we all, you know, one family anyway, right? So shut them down. That's it. Shut them down. What about this? What about that? It's very easy, very easy to shut down ignorance. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I hope you guys like this episode. Um, remember, if you guys want to hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at the same name, radical underscore Latino underscore. If you want to donate. Um, go to my website. There's a donate button right there. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, if you don't got money to donate, it's totally fine. I'm monetized, so that's cool, right? That's cool. I'm monetized. Just watch one of my videos. Ad comes in, skip it, or whatever the case is. Um, and rate me five stars on the podcast um, podcast app of your choice. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna just leave you out as I always leave you out. I'd rather die on my feet. Then live on my knees. With that being said, I'm gonna catch y'all later. Alright?